Fuck you, I'm getting hungry now. Welcome Alright, we're not recording today. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get me some fucking Jack in the Box now. Welcome back to all new the Giant Contraband Robot. I'm your host, Desi. Desi is dead Robinson. With my co-host, the ever hungry Krishna Ventura, the Damon Lama Rider. I wanna go get Jack in the Box. Yeah, we're gonna get some Jack in the Box today. We're socially distancing, getting fast food, which means I'm either going from door through DoorDash or Uber Eats. I haven't made my mind on that. But you live like you you got a car. You can easily just hop in and just be like, Vroom. yeah. And uh, it's literally around the corners. Yeah. Um. On the last episode, we talked about um. I'm going to. This would have been better if we actually did a video. Um, me discussing the and showing off the Ghostbusters figures, Hasbro's Plasma series Ghostbusters figures, something I wish I had at the age of five. After the Ghost, when when Ghostbusters two, actually no eighty nine, no yeah eighty nine, I was about five. Um, where I wish I had these figures when Ghostbusters two came out, and I hope to see, and I will give my hopes to um, what uh, we will see in a series two of these plasma series because um hasbro there is like i said there's some nitpicks i have but there this is what ghostbusters fans should have um earlier this week um cyber uh cd project red showed more of cyberpunk and just holy fucking shit it blew us away like it it looks amazing it really does and the pro and the prologue sets your characters to depend and then we'll tell you the three choices factions you can choose to play and be, and that's going to shape your game specifically. So they're really banking on replayability. Like, I'm going, I know I'm going to replay it. Because when I saw what a, uh, what an, a street person could have, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, come the fuck on. Yes, I want a katana in a goddamn game. Yes. Yeah, I'm a roll. Uh, when I was playing Borderlands 2, yes, I was zero. Dude, so was I. <laughs> the only fucking character with a sword. But yeah, I was gonna yep. run around like slicing dicing motherfuckers. It's uh, just like just something about having a sword in a game that is like predominantly guns. Yeah. Something about that is just so satisfying when you when you fight well with it, you know? Yeah, and I'm like and I really wanna know how the combat and there is no combat videos on people using swords yet, because they're gonna do a keep they're gonna um we're gonna have more on on Cyberpunk later on, so this just give you a heads up what we got on for this episode. But this is a free form episode, so this is where I'm like, it was like our birth, my birthday episode. I talked about what I wanted from fucking Power Rangers as a as a Power Rangers TV series. If I was the one producing it, um, right? And voicing Zach the Black Ranger, I got Walter Jones' blessing on that one. I guess I'm gonna keep on repeating that. <laughs> uh, um, and our previous one it's a review on Son of Batman and we tagged on Nightwing and Robin to that review um, so we, it, we felt it was more complete instead of it, and actually kind of sitting back thinking about it and listening to that review kind of glad they did not add it on to the Justice League um, as a teaser yeah it's it, go ahead no no it like it would have been a, a very cool teaser to see, but at the same time, it doesn't directly reference the next movie that would be like tying them together technically. I know, but then also, if we're gonna review just the short, I would have given a one because when you call it Nightwing and Robin, 
you assume ba- Batman versus Robin was going to be more Robin and Nightwing focused. Yeah. So which means it could have been Batman, Nightwing versus Robin. Batman was still like those scenes with Batman would still be in there, but it's mm-hmm. Robin versus Night. Basically, like yo Nightwing, it would have been better if it was like little brother versus older brother. I mean, we did have a scene of that, to be fair, we but did. it wasn't focused on that. Yeah, but it wasn't focused on that. So, I'm not changing the review from for um spoiler spoiler if you haven't listened to uh, listen to that episode, but you should. It's on SoundCloud and Spotify. Um, but I gave it a four out of five, so I would still keep it four out of five. It won't get a five out of five because that what, what I just said. It was like if it was fo- you give us a short as Nightwing and Robin focus. Yes, Batman gave the mission. But it's Robin and Nightwing being looked at by Talon. You, it was amb- that ending was ambiguous at the end of that short. Yeah. So it would have been it would have been great if the whole entire film that we saw was Nightwing and Robin focused, and Batman is just there. So it would have been something like, oh, it's the first time Batman is there, but he's not. He's the supporting character. Mm. But there is a. Um, an animated movie coming soon they're going to review where Batman is even if he is facilitating he is a supporting character yeah yep so you just gotta gotta wait and it's not Batman um, Assault on Arkham that one is out of continuity that is its own separate animated feature which I don't one I would not mind reviewing because actually that would get a 5 out of 5 Really? Yeah, it that it's pseudo based on the Arkham games, but it's not. You got Kevin Conroy mm-hmm. back as Batman. You yeah. Um, this is and if and, and it is kind of like it's PG thirteen kind of rated R ish. Um, so it's like you got Neil McDonough who voiced Green Arrow, Green voice Flash. He was Dumb Dumb Dugan. If you don't know he who he is, what I said, Neil McDonough. Um, and he was also part of um, Legends of Tomorrow as the villain, Damien Dark. And he was also starting on Arrow first, but became on, on Arrow. I mean, not Arrow. Arrow, then Legends of Tomorrow. But he voiced Deadshot in that feature. Oh. And I thought it was good. And then him and Harley Quinn hooking up, that made sense. Because they hooked up in the comic books. It was just a one, it was just a one-time thing. Yeah, and Harley said, "I just want to see how it was." That was it. That shows how fluid Harley is. She just don't really give a fuck. Yeah, if you fuck with poison ivy, though, she will kill you. I mean, that's her boo. That's her bait. Yeah, you know, that's her currently her wife. Until DC fucks that up. Yep. Anyway, housekeeping. Yes, we got a housekeeping. Um, if you have Hulu. Check your emails. Hulu for gather area before Monday. If you well, actually, I'm not gonna give a date. They could be keep on. They can keep on going with this for as long as far I know. But I will say this: you got by July 1st. So if you listen to this between January, I was gonna say January, June. From June, this episode will be posted on the 29th of of June. You got by. July 6th to check. Check your emails now to see if Hulu is offering you a free Roku Express. 
because your boy got one today. Oh, nice. Yeah, for free. So I was have to wait for it to come ship to me. Um, I I would say it's it can either be two things that reason why Hulu is doing this. Mm-hmm. One is because they're no longer going to be on older model Roku's anymore. Oh yeah. Secondly, or um, if your account, if you've been with your account for for ex- extended amount of time, like I had Hulu since day one. I was like, so that might be like a loyalty thing too. Yeah, probably it's a loyalty um, thing too. So check it if it is. And also, I have Spotify Premium. And Spotify Premium, they give you good shit. It doesn't matter if you're on Spotify Premium or Student Premium. You get, I got, I still got Showtime, and I barely use it. Oh yeah. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, it, it, it's accessible. You, I got Hulu for free. So which means my technically, I'm not paying. I got Hulu. I'm with Hulu, but since I linked my Hulu account to my Spotify account, I'm technically paying both for five ninety nine. But since I'm no longer currently a student, I'm an alumni. So, but I'm no still, longer have a student email access. Yeah, so which means I'm gonna get go from um, spending five nine uh, six dollars a month to going up to spending eleven dollars a month. So which means yep, have, that's exactly what happened to me. So which means something I am currently using on streaming the, uh, as a streaming service will have to go. And since I don't currently dislike DC Universe and I don't give two Philly fucks about Doom Patrol anymore. I love Doom Patrol. I do. And I want to keep on watching it. I just cannot support DC Universe. I just can't. Yeah, DC DC Universe is like fucking up hard. Like almost every single movie that we've been reviewing, which is a DC animated universe, almost none of them are on freaking DC Universe. Yep. And then on top of that, you got HBO Max. And even though currently right now most of their DC films are not on there, due to contracts. So think of it like... The reason why Disney Plus don't have Endgame because they still have um, Disney still has a contract with Netflix. So until that contract ends, Endgame will be on Disney Plus, which makes sense. So which means on that side of things between HBO Max losing their Superman films and stuff like that, it's currently under contract with certain streaming services. Mm. That's understandable. But the simple fact is, you have this service. Um, Going, uh, it's it's the GCR podcast. We always go on tangents. But when you have a service like DC Universe, yes, it's great for the comic books because like I have not read um, Doomsday Clock. I I want to read it, and I I haven't got I haven't read issue nine yet. Um, but I will when I want to. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they do have comics that I have not got to um, pick up. Like Court of Owls, I got the reread, and it should be no, actually no, I. Borrowed that from a friend. Let me take that back. I borrowed quarter vows from oh. a friend. I still don't know, and we did both say it on last episode. Let's check on DC Universe is on there, and I have not did that. I will do that at the end of this episode, and I'll text you. Yeah, that's how little we cared about DC Universe. But there are comments like um, I know they just uploaded the new um, uh, Legion of Superheroes that Jeff um, that um, Jeff Johns is currently working on. It's on there, and I'm like, oh, I definitely want to read that. I like the, I like the, the look and aesthetic of the new Legion. Oh no, Brian Michael Bendis. My bad. Oh, okay. His new Legion of Superheroes, and he created a Gold Lantern. A Gold Lantern? A Gold, because all the Green Lanterns are dead in the Legion in the year three thousand in the Legion's time. So. Oh, so. Gold then. 
Yep, and I and I want to know what is, but that's I think they're currently on issue twenty twenty five, because it is no I think they're on issue twelve, because it's been out since last year. Because Jonathan Kent, um, Superman's son, who mm-hmm. is now twenty one. I hate when Bendis did that. He aged up John Kent real quick. Like it, it was cool when he was the same age as Damien, but. That's the one thing I, I dislike with Brian Ma- Michael Bendis is that that he made him older. Yeah, it's like you you took that you took that part of um like Bruce get to watch his son grow. Superman, no, he 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 missed that that chunk of his son's life, mm-hmm. and now his son is off having his own adventures and he can't have that time with his son, which is bullshit, Bendis. And you took Supergirl off the world too, so that's also fucked up. You got the auntie and the son gone in Superman's <laughs> Anyway, back to the Hulu things. Just check on your Hulu, uh, your Hulu account <laughs> and see if it's available for you to actually get it for free. Um, and also for Spotify, if you have Spotify Premium, don't pay for Hulu uh, as much because Hulu is bundled with Spotify. And also, I got a Google um, that. Google Note, not Note. Um, the one is like Alexa. The Home Mini thing. Yeah, Google Home. There we go. Thank you. I got that for free through Spotify Premium. Oh, cool. I got a Roku for free through Spotify Premium. I didn't have to pay for this Roku. I, I currently have right now. That was through Spotify. Spotify be giving away some good shit. Spotify, Spotify is going to beat. And I hate to say this, Spotify is going to beat Apple Music. But it's going to compete with YouTube because Spotify is current. And this is also in our housekeeping. Spotify is slowly integrating videos now. Yeah, little by little, even with the music. Yeah, so it's going to be, I would say, within two to three years, you're going to be watching videos. on You're going to see content creators also bringing their stuff to Spotify with the hopes of Spotify partnering with them. Like Joe Rogan has a multi-million dollar deal with um, Spotify, but he can still put clips on YouTube. Hmm. So, but all his podcasts is now exclusively going starting Jan- I think January first, twenty twenty one, exclusively on Spotify. So Spotify is coming oh, wow. is coming out. It's, it's really, I and we and it's um and DC also recently announced that it's going to be do originally scripted podcasts, but. Like um, it's that though when Wolverine did it's think of a radio show but it's a podcast. Um, okay. Paul Rudd did one earlier in the year. Um, it was a, it was like a TV show but it was a scripted show, but it's on podcast services. Um, some that you do have to pay, some of it is for free. Um, and then DC is gonna do one with characters that has not been adapted yet. Um, huh. And Marvel. Are so gonna be like audio drama stuff? Yeah, audio dramas. Um, Marvel already has two with um, Wolverine. Interesting. Yep. Um, the guy who played, um, and it's the only time I'm talking about Lord of the Rings, y'all. Um, he's the head um, dwarf um, Thorin. If I'm, if I'm saying this. Oh right. yeah, uh, yeah, Thorin. Um, Richard Armitage. Yes. He um he voiced Wolverine for that audio drama for Marvel. Cool. And uh, Method Man voiced I think I think Method Man 
I forgot what mutant met the man voice. I think it was Bishop. Also, Method Man is a big comic book fan. He's currently on his Instagram. He cosplayed as Bishop. Oh, nice. He, get that man into a, into an animated feature. Look, all right? He's already a fan of Luke Cage. You saw him in Luke Cage in season one. So, like, come on. You know, look at the Wu-Tang Clan. I mean, they're all nerds. I don't care how gangster they are. The RZA yep. is big into martial arts. I mean, his name is the RZA. I mean, come on. That is not a hood name. That is a martial, that's something from me watched in those old Shaolin movies. Like, dude, my, uh, in the in the D&D game I'm in, one of the players literally has a monk fighter kind of modeled after uh, the man with the iron fists. See? Um, <laughs> also, um, Ghostface Killer is a big fan of Iron Man. He even has a title track song called Iron Man. He's featured in Iron Man 1. So, look, there's nerds everywhere. There's nerds everywhere. But, let's go into our first pseudo-topic. Even though this is Freeform now, a Freeform cast, but it's still a pseudo-topic. Um, the Hasbro Ghostbusters Plasma Series figures was supposed to be out July 1st, which would have been next week, but they came out early. Due to, because, not only the pandemic, but also Ghostbusters Afterlife was pushed to March 21st next year. Um, but since these figures do not directly correlate with Afterlife, they're more going with Ghostbusters that came out in 1984, the year before I was born. Um, these these six figures, which is the, the four main Ghostbusters, Ray, Winston, Peter, and um, Egon, Dana um, Barrett, a.k.a. Zool, and then Gozer. Each figure... Um, and these figures are, like I said, based on the 1984 Ghostbusters film. But each figure builds the terror dog that Dan turns into. My girlfriend. Ooh. My girlfriend's a dog. <laughs> um, now, the State Park Monster Moment. Now, this is without. I'm going to go what I want before I like jump right into reviewing these figures. For Series 2, I want Walter Peck. Yes, sir. This man has no dick. I want Walter Peck. I want, <laughs> <laughs> I want Slimer to get his own figure. I mean, come on. I think Slimer of all people should get his own figure. Because every fucking nice figure in line has Ghostbusters. Slimer has his own figure. Mm-hmm. Give him one. Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. And I want two different versions of Stay Puft. His normal self when he comes walking up. But an interchangeable okay. head when he's mad. When he's mad. And a battle damage, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Oh, like kind of like melted and exploded and shit. Yep. <laughs> um, also, a changeable head for Walter Peck. One before um, he's um, um, doused with all that marshmallow ooze. Yeah. And one after. <laughs> um, but technically, each series in the pack will have six figures. And technically, I only mentioned Walter, Slimer, um, and two versions of Marshmallow Man. So that's four. So, oh, Janine she has her own figure. Um, I know everybody's like Janine. Yes, Janine, you you give respect. She everybody says Ray is the heart and soul of the Ghostbusters. Janine is the heart and soul of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, come on, you you have to get to her before you get to the Ghostbusters. Sorry, that makes yeah. five, that makes five. Tully. It's like you know what? She's the fucking key master. I'm just. <laughs> 
Tully. Lewis Tully should be the sixth one. I'm Vince <laughs> Clores. I'm looking for the key. I'm the key master. I'm looking for Zoom. <laughs> There's your six. I want that's that's what I want for series two. That'd be really cool. Um, and people are gonna be like, "What? What about Ghostbusters two? You do Ghostbusters two after the fact?" Yeah. Because we all know it's gonna be the original four again. It's gonna be Vigo the Carpathian, and then it's gonna be Lewis again, but as a Ghostbuster. Because he did dress up as a Ghostbuster in the second one. Mm, right. But for series two, for series three, which would be Ghostbusters two. Mm-hmm. It has to be the gray flight suits. The gray flight suits, and like the movie, it's Winston and Ray with the slime, the slime throwers, while Bakeman and Egon is the ones with their own proton packs. Uh, See, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting nerdy already. Thinking about you're getting, it. you're getting, you're getting real nerdy on it. But I'm so here for it. I'm like, I'm like, this is what I want from Ghostbusters, man. <laughs> like, then like after like. Get the kids. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Wait, no, that gives, that's giving spoilers because we don't know if they're gonna have fly suits too. We don't know if Paul Rudd suits up. I mean, God, you hope so though, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, that'd be a waste. You got Paul Rudd, but you don't have him suit up. Like you have him. Like if you see the trailer to Afterlife, he's the only one that remembers the cross rip of 1984. Yeah. So that means he. Like, he, that makes his his age in afterlife perfect because he is fifty. Uh, I think he's like fifty three right now. Is he really? Yeah, I think he's fifty three. Jesus, 53. he's one of those dudes that doesn't age, man. Yeah, Chris Evans asked him, "What's the um like? How the fuck you not? I mean, not aging?" And Paul Rudd hasn't said shit. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Why would he just give the secret to immortality away? Um, but like, I would like to see Paul Rudd um suit up. Suit up and boot up, as they would say. <laughs> but we'll see. I wait and see. I still wait and see for Afterlife. I I hope. I mean, like this, like like Ghostbusters. As much as people bitch about Ghostbusters twenty sixteen, it got a new generation of kids into Ghostbusters, specifically young ladies into Ghostbusters, and mm-hmm. because of that, there was a surge of young women from twenty sixteen to now. A lot more young women and adult women are getting into STEAM programs, so which means science, engineering, technology, mathematics, which is what we fucking need right now. Yep. And it's oh all, yeah. And, and that is all because of Ghostbusters. It doesn't matter if it's the 1984, 89, or the 2016 version. If you want to bitch about it, bitch about it. But that brought in a new generation of new scientists that we're going to see soon, and doctors. Yeah. It's amazing to think how, like, still weirdly gender-divided the uh, science industry, or not industry, but science field is for some reason. And nerd at that. Yeah, right? Like, do you get over your fucking self, all right? It's for everyone. And if you don't like 2016 Ghostbusters, we still got 89, we got um, 84, and we got Ghostbusters the video game, which is I call Ghostbusters 3. Neckbeard sweat intensifies. So, like, when we got Afterlife, and there's still people bitching about Afterlife. Like, look, Dan Aykroyd already spoiled it, saying that him, Ernie Hudson, and Bill Murray are going to get suited up, and they're going to be helping the kids fight ghosts. So, he already spoiled Like, why that. did he even say that, man? Like, why? 
like we already like, know, like we we already knew it was going to happen. It just we would like to see it. Yeah, yeah. It's like just 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 let us watch it, man. Just let it watch it. Yeah. So I can I can I I I, I will happily patiently wait for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I still got the real Ghostbusters on Hulu. Extreme Ghostbusters on Hulu. I even own part of the real Ghostbusters on DVD. That's I'm sure you are. I'm sure you do. Oh, I have a lot of fucking Ghostbuster content. All right, I still have my extra figures from the '80s. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out how to make you ecto cooler. Oh, I already know how to make ecto cooler. Thanks to Feast of Fiction on YouTube. That's a shout. Oh, out. really? Yep, Feast of Fiction. They did their own ecto cooler. Ooh. So when I get the money, I'm gonna make it. I, I've been following Feast of Fiction because um, the dude who's in that on that YouTube channel was on the show called Super Ninjas. Oh, okay. And he, and, and I don't know if he's still act, but um, he's good friends with Freddie Wong. Oh. So he is an actor, but he is uh, first and foremost a nerd. So that's one of the things they did was make. One of the, uh, one of their earlier um, episodes was remaking the Ecto Cooler, and they re- they made the Ecto Cooler. They had the it was right around the time the Ecto Coolers came back into circulation. Oh yeah, so that would have made sense to be like popular to make a video of how to make your own. Yep. So it was like taste comparison because I mean like they was right. The Ecto Coolers, yeah, it was for that specific time because um, um, Ghostbusters twenty sixteen came out, so which means it was also the anniversary of Ghostbusters at that time. So mm-hmm. and they're not. And there's no talks about High C um, bringing them back into circulation. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good time of any to make your own. All you need is just um, I've when I've seen orange juice. Um, I think I forgot what other juice they added in and a green food coloring. You know what I've what fantasy food I've really been wanting to make like from from uh, from a movie. I've really been wanting to make the spinach puffs from Emperor's New Groove recently. Check out Benji with Babish. Uh, yeah, he made he made a really good guide. That's exactly what makes me want to make them right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, I saw that one and I was just like, damn, dude, I got to save this so that I can go get this stuff because I definitely want to try it. The only, what did I buy? I have not made a movie food yet. I'm planning on it one day, but I have not. Um... I want to make something from a video game, but more. What what video game food? Skyrim. Ooh, okay. What what food from Skyrim? You want to make some sweet rolls? That's where everybody goes to. <laughs> no, well, because that's the first food you think of when it comes to Skyrim, man. But when you look at the stews in there, that's like yeah, it is video game stew. But like the ingredients that you get for it, it's like that's obtainable that I can get. Yeah, it's like, mm. but then you think of like, okay, every stew has its broth. Like when you see, it's the, it's the main magic behind it. Yes. You know, so like, I can make. Be- I already know how to make beef stew. That is just that is easy. That's something that mm-hmm. I, my grandmother taught me how to do. But when you see other types of stews that's in Skyrim that I can't, uh, and if I had it up, we just on the fly talking about this before we get into the Ghostbusters review. But if like. Those stews in Skyrim, like some require milk, some require chicken, some require clams, some um, require um, maybe lamb. So I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. lamb has to stew. What, what, what? I never had lamb chops oh, before. Yeah. I never had lamb chops before. Never had lamb chops, no lamb stew, no nothing? No, I never had rabbit either. Have you ever had um, um, birria? 
like yeah, yeah. good beria yeah but it was mainly but it's always made either um the beria i get is either made by pork um or um or, or beef but it was never made, oh, it's, it's not made by goat or lamb that's the thing you never had the goat one yeah i never had oh dude that's like the best one. so yeah um but there is um oh man it's off the top of my head dude we're gonna have to do a field trip to to tijuana and i'm gonna take you to all the fucking good food spots if we go to tijuana i'm not coming back <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you this Don't you take me across the border I'm never coming back They go Where's Desmond I, d- I don't know I don't know He he went over the border And never came back They'll probably deport my ass back You're like What the hell People like no. Yeah Mexico deported me I couldn't be a citizen <laughs> I'm just saying I'm Let's go like, get some tacos And birria man I'm not saying like Hey let's make you live there hey, no, I'm I'm, just... I, That's me man I'm like anyway, Why did they deport you Trump Oh bitch <laughs> <laughs> all right back on the ghostbuster figures um i have him currently with me right now uh, once again once again i'm sorry there's no video he, ha- he, he has them nestled between his arms caring for them like a small child hey if you i don't give a, I, I said before i don't care how old i am if this is a figure that i wanted as a fucking child and i didn't get it not because i i didn't have the money i i made my own action figures i can make my own fucking action figures I can make these Ghostbusters. Well, I can't make the likeness, but I can make a Ghostbuster action figure. Um, yeah. But all these action figures are coming out, like the Ectotron, the transformable um, Ecto-1. I had fucking Transformers as a kid. Having an Ecto-1 that was a Transformer, that would have been fucking wild. Dude, that would have been sick. These Batman animated series figures would have been, um, that I have would have been fucking awesome if I was a kid. Yeah, we currently have um, had them when I was younger, but the articulation on these figures, the the movable joints and everything that's on these figures, we didn't mm-hmm. have that those points of articulation as a kid. Dude, I still remember. I think one of my favorite figures from when I was younger, like to actually like use, mm-hmm. was one was the ones that I got from like the Avatar sets stuff. Okay. Because those had like some of the best articulation I've like had in like a in like a five inch figure. Uh, oh. Because it gets because Avatar came when came out early two thousand so yes you yeah. yes he was young <laughs> yeah I know I'm old. I know ah. I'm showing I'm showing the date but we can still bond over mutual experiences with toys can we not if not then no, fuck no, you. I'm just saying uh, <laughs> I'm just saying it was around around this time the early two thousands mid mid to late two thousands where these figures are now. Um, thanks to Shy So Collectibles, um, Diamond Select Toys, um, where these figures are now Gentle Giant, if you want to include them in as well, they make these figures. They're the ones who started making these two three hundred dollar fucking action figures. Yeah. Hasbro, Hasbro, Mattel, um, just off, just to name those off. Um, they was like, all right, we can change how these figures are made now. Like they these they no longer have to be deluxe figures. They can now just be normal figures that cost at the time roughly it was like five to five to eight dollars a piece. Now they're like yeah ten to fourteen dollars a figure or no Dude. actually actually four ten to twenty dollars a figure, which is still not bad. Dude, I, I remember getting the Star Wars figures, you know the small like four inch ones. Oh yeah, and like and oh man, those are probably some of the funnest ones I had to be honest. 
Like uh, they weren't that well articulated, but I had so much fun with the Star Wars ones. It was. And they have some um, GI Joe ones that's the same size as the Star Wars figures. Um, yeah, not GI Joe. God damn it. The Marvel, no GI Joe had that. Yeah. Mar- the Mar- what I'm trying to say, the Marvel Universe figures were the same size as the old Star Wars and G.I. Joe figures. Oh, yeah. I had some of those. Those are the most best articulated, um, best paint um, synap- best paint paint applications on them. And, well, there's a Bucky. His skin tone is darker, so he looks kind of light-skinned. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Bucky is white. <laughs> it's okay, but this is the Bucky Captain America that I have. Um, um, it's, it's just, and they still make them, and I'm like, those are ones that I know I would lose the most money trying to buy what because there is specific ones I'm trying to get. I know me, so I start collecting those figures, and now got to the more attainable ones like the Batman the Animated Series Collection, which I have almost the whole thing. I just don't have all the villains. I, have, I know I have. Almost, I have all the heroes. I have two different versions of Batman. Actually, three. I have no. Yeah, I have two. I'm looking at my shelf. Okay, I have two different versions of Batgirl. No, three different versions of Batgirl. There we go. Yeah, I got three different versions of Batgirl. Two different versions of Batman. One of them is the deluxe edition where he, you have. I have his head where it's the episode, um, the Hardack episode where he's going against Cyborg Batman. Oh, okay. And his mask is off and he's all bloody. I yeah. had that head for that deluxe Batman. Oh, nice. It is like, that is the best fucking Batman figure I ever had. I'm like, if I can go back in time and be like, look look at 10-year-old me like this, you ain't got this bitch. And I go right back in time. Go back to back <laughs> to this time. Like, I got this, you don't. Like, <laughs> Enjoy your little Batman figure that you got. I got the. I'm playing. I'm 35 years old. We're still playing with toys, Des. <laughs> that Dude, would, that would pass me. We'll say to him. I would tell my past self, we will have a Ghostbuster collection when we grow up. We just won't have a Proton Pack, but we will have a Ghostbuster collection. And I would tell my younger self that. <laughs> Imagine if you told your younger self about like the 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 collection, right? And then before you even tell him about the uh, the Proton Pack, he's he asks you, he's just like, so what about the Proton Pack? And then you got to answer him, just be like, hey, hold on, hold on. I'm still working on it, okay? Yeah, we're still working on it. We're still working on it. Like, calm down, calm down. <laughs> we don't have the pack just yet. We don't have the flight suit just yet. But we, 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 got the, we got the toys. We got the toys. We don't got the car. The car is the end game. The car Dude. is the end game. If like, we, a, like the actual full-size, like you drive that car? The actual full-size Ecto-1. I will literally drive down my street blaring the fucking horn I will do it I will <laughs> to, I will I will legit roll down when when we get back to being normal <laughs> in this in this global pandemic I will legit, yeah. if I was in that position I would legit drive down I would get a group of all of us proton packs gear the whole 10 drive down to San Diego Comic Con Dude, I would so do that with you. Oh hell, or come up to um the LA uh, Comic Con. We'll roll up, post up. We will. We will L, the LA Times will ask to take our picture. <laughs> That's how boss we will fucking be. The LA Times will take our fucking picture. 
I love this sentiment, but you know that's not how that works, right? <laughs> Bug, they're gonna be like, oh shit, is that the act on one? Oh shit, Dude. are they rolling out like the Ghostbusters? Yeah. He's like, damn! And then we'll play the theme music as we drive off. You goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> Walking out like motherfucking cowboys. But it's, it's, it's got to have the, it's got to have the swing out gunner seat. Uh, nah. I think we'll get put over for that one. The cops will be like, I mean, the cops will be like we, it's kind of cool, but uh, I have to sell you your tickets. Right. No, it's like we can't we can't drive down the street like that, but when we have it parked Nah, I'm going old school. The gunner seat's on top of the Ecto one. It was not. It was that one. I think that gunner seat was. Uh, it was an idea. I remember seeing that in a cartoon, but I always remember there was a gunner seat on top of the Ecto one. Mm. There's probably like, and there's probably like different. Probably Sony. Well, Sony owns like Ghost, um, Ghost, um, Ghostbusters. And right. I, I know Ivor Reitman has a lot, um, has a lot hold on, hold on to it. So I think he'll probably like the him and his son Jason Reitman be the ones to like go at, like not go at, like like yo, tell me now. More like, was it really a gunner seat, or was there really a gunner seat on top of the uh, the one? Like only they would know, and they probably won't tell. All right, now <laughs> figures themselves, um, the. Each one of the Ghostbusters look, I would give it a nine out of ten on each one because there is like sort of tweaks that does that. If you if you move the head in a certain direction, it looks like the actor. Uh huh. But if you like looking at a face on, you can see sort of like you. An action figure is not going to get the actor's face one hundred percent of the time, but the likeness is there, especially Sigourney Weaver's Dana Barrett figure. That looks a hundred percent like Dana, like Sigourney Weaver. I will give it that, including the, even the color on her on the dress that she's wearing. Um, a lot of people has that nitpick of it should be um, the dress should be connected to her left arm. But if you gotta sit and think about it, this is certain figures can do that, but it will turn her figure more into a, a statue than an action figure. Yeah, especially if you're gonna if you're gonna be the one if you're the kind of person who likes to build dioramas with your action figures, um, with your collectibles and figures, wherever how you want to say it, it makes mm-hmm. sense for Dana to be like, let's say the person wanted to re if we dig it in series two, it's another build a figure terror dog and Lewis Tully has um is Lewis, but as um him turning to the keymaster, it makes sense you want the terror dogs in front of them and them like posing like they're getting ready to turn to the terror dog yeah yeah like that would be the logical way to set it up yep so that the articulation on that dana benefit it may it really makes sense um the color (laughs) the the color of the dress the and the type of the metallic uh, painting that they use for it looks Mm -hmm. really good um the only thing that looks weird is our arms It's, it's kind of bulky like you can see the hint like obviously now everybody's gonna be like like 100% okay in terms of like uh the superman uh I have a supergirl figure right that's literally right here her arms is literally just like smooth like it looks like an um it's, it's an action figure arm and it has a lot of articulation that like you could it's double jointed so the um elbow can move like you want to like make it simulate super, supergirl's winding up a punch Oh okay. Um, 
but it doesn't look like the round the wrist area is more bigger than the like almost like is almost bigger than the hand. And the forearm and the forearm joint looks a little bit more bigger than almost um like the molding of the figure was like they use from um I think I forgot what Hasbro. I think uh, Hasbro does do Star Wars. So it's like they use the model of Ray, because obviously Ray's gonna be more bulkier, because she's, mm-hmm. she's obviously it makes sense because she's a fighter. Um, right. They used it for the Dana Barrett figure, but still, either way, it looks great. That's just Dana Barrett, and I give that one a ten out of ten. Yes. Now the fi- the Ghostbusters figures, each one has paint application mistakes. On the Ray figure, there's a black streak on the collar of the um, of the suit, of the flight suit, um, and part of his name um, is supposed to be black and red. Part of the name is like it wasn't fully painted, so you can still see stance, but you can still see where the painting mistakes are um, or is at. Um, the tone of the um, the flight suits. It looks close to being white, like it's off white instead of being more of a tannish light brown color. I wish it was a little more darker. Um, mm-hmm. There's um, the real Ghostbuster figures I have, which I did. Like I said, I was going to mention um, the Ray Stance figure from the real Ghostbusters. Yes, it's a cartoon figure, but that is the sh- the shading color of that figure is what I would like to see Hasbro use. Diamond Select made the real Ghostbuster figures. Like, how mm-hmm. would they look pseudo-real, but still cartoonish? Um, but Ray's <laughs> figure um, has a color tone that should they could they could have that Hasbro could have used that Diamond Select used on that figure. Oh. Um, the Proton Packs look um, 100% amazing. That's a 10 out of 10 in itself. It really cool. is. Um, the, my only, it's a, it's a small grade. Um, on the Positron Collider on the back of it, and normally all four of the of the dots uh, are red. Mm-hmm. Each one is is painted red because it, it signifies each Ghostbuster has one. So if you put them all together, it's like it's all four. So it's still like one person, yeah. one color red. Um, each Ghostbuster has its own accessory. Um, um, Egon has the. Oh fuck! I, I, I forget the name of the fucking thing. Um, the PKE meter. Wow. Oh okay. Um, Ray has the goggles. Bankman has the ghost trap, but it makes no sense that Bankman has the ghost trap when it's always Ray with the goggles and the ghost trap. Mm. Um, it would have been cool if all of them—not all of them has the ghost trap, but like, if you look at the the, the belt on the Ghostbusters. Um, Winston is the one who had, he always had like the trap, the PKE meter and his own set of goggles because he's the rookie. So he's going to have, um, more than Bankman. Well, Bankman, he just has the radio, his pro time yeah. back. He's good. It's like he's breaking it down to the essentials. Yeah. While you, he relies on Egon and, um, Ray, the ones who are going to have the goggles, but it's mainly Ray who always had the goggles, but it's, um, but they both have PK meters and traps. Um, even when Vegman had a trap too, if you look at Ghostbusters, at the start of Ghostbusters, no, Ghostbusters 2, he had the trap. Ghostbusters 1, he did not. He, I remember clearly saying, Egon, pull out the trap. When he was going to get Slimer for the first time. Huh. 
Um, I wish there was a little bit more articulation on each of the Ghostbuster figures because having them pose with the neutrino one is kind of stiff and weird, and their bodies can only move so much. Mm-hmm. That's even with the proton packs on, they could barely move so much. Of like, if they had a little bit more um, body articulations, which means they can move a little bit more better. Um, right. I can pose, and it's this the same reason I dislike. That's the one thing I dislike about the dinosaur figures as well. Not a lot of articulation on the body, so uh, and the uh, and the hands. So when you grip the um, the proton pack, you figure like I'm doing it myself. Like I'm holding my cane right now. Like I'm holding the proton pack. It's like I can easily like turn my body a little bit slightly to the right. My left hand has the end of the neutrino wand while I'm holding the the butt of it. Like I'm going to shoot it out. Like you can't you can do that with these figures. Like they mm. it's like it's in a stance position. Like they're getting themselves prepared. Uh, oh. One thing I also dislike. Um, another um, Wince is the only one of pro- with a proton stream. Oh really? Yeah, he's the only one with a proton stream. Is like, and there's um, I'm in a Ghostbuster collecting group. A dude legit bought five Winstons. So, so he could give each one. Yes, a proton. Wow. Stream. I'm like, I'm not doing that. No, fuck no. Um, but despite those minor gripes, the suits are very articulated. It looks like legit flight suits. The patch is raised like his actual patch raised on the suits. Um, it is, it is. I don't have Gozer just yet, but so far this early review of what I have for the Plasma series, this gets a nine out of ten. I'm no, I actually no. That's this giving it. This being too generous, I'm being too biased as a Ghostbuster fan. I'm giving it. Eight, <laughs> I'm giving it an eight point five out of ten. Um, there's still some things like. Um, that needs to be worked on. I think the um, the tonage of the suits need to be a little more darker. Um, the paint paint applications is probably probably rush these figures as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also that's what I'm also assuming. Um, but the like the likeness, the suits, the builds, um, everything that comes with it, it is really a figure I wish I had it when I was a kid. It's it's for twenty dollars a figure. Twenty um, some places Target is selling them twenty two dollars a piece. But still, all six you're looking at $140. That is not bad. Yeah, not at all. Well, yeah. Because um, originally the real Ghostbusters spectral figures, um, and that is going to take a whole ep- uh, a whole podcast just to explain the fucking spectral Ghostbusters. But okay. the spectral Ghostbusters figures originally cost $300. That's as much as the Mezco Ghostbuster figures. That's a fucking lot. Yeah. Um, so for $140, you're looking, and it's a, it's a good deal for the articulation, um, for the limited articulation, the um, but the likeness, and it actually makes you think, are we going to get an Ecto-1 for these figures? Because there is a Millennium Falcon for the Star Wars series black figures. <laughs> so it's only, like, it's only like a matter of time, like what we got next, Hasbro. Um, but mm-hmm. for this right off the gate for Hasbro, new line of Ghostbuster figures since they now obtain the toy rights to Ghostbusters. I, I can't I can't wait um wait to see what they're gonna do next. But mm-hmm. something we're gonna I'm gonna review next year in twenty twenty one. Okay. They are um re they're doing a 
the real Ghostbuster style, Ghostbuster movie figures. Oh. So, how the Ghostbusters would look if there was cartoons and not in the style of the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. I'm. That's interesting. Now, there are certain YouTubers, um, Ghostbuster YouTubers out there that currently has these. Um, they're they're very much lucky, and I'm not gonna hate on uh, on them because they um they they get to go to Toy Fair, um, they get to go to Comic Con, they get to review these figures, and Hasbro and different companies give these figures out for them to review. So yeah, the reviews I've it's seen, part of the process and marketing. Yeah, so the reviews I've seen for the Ecto One for those figures and that is oh I can't wait to get my hands on it, and I can't wait till Ghostbusters Afterlife comes out. So. <sighs> It's a wonderful fanboying all over your floor there, man. And we're still gonna be fanboying because we we we, forty minutes. I've been on Ghostbusters for damn near forty minutes. But (laughs) there's one we're gonna we both gonna be fangirling on. Okay. CD Projekt Red. Cyberpunk 2077. Holy fucking shit! And the, the image that I'm looking at right now that I'm gonna send Christian. This is off the PS4 Xbox One. And it's just like it looks real. Oh god. Hold on, now I gotta check this out. This legit looks real. Like, like this, this... Is, this is a video game, but it the 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 skin texture, the lighting, even if it's all neon based, which you you would you would put uh ah, dude. See? I mean the only thing to me, the only thing that gives this away that this is like a, a very generate like computer generated thing mm-hmm. is the hair texture. Yeah, like the like the fur on her collar and her hair texture are the only things that give it away for me. But take that away, this would be a very artsy photo and not a not a render, not in engine for sure. That's crazy. That looks good. And and the lighting, the background, everything with the, the with this game just looks fucking amazing. The city, that, yeah, the city in itself looks. I'm like. They really CD Projekt Red. They already outdid themselves with The Witcher and their expansions with The Witcher. I mean, Witcher Three specifically. But looking at Night City, holy fucking shit! And it's North. And I like what they're doing. They're using what, like four years ago, what this fucking state representative here in California wanted to do. Not our governor, because the governor got that shit out the way real quick. They wanted to mm-hmm. separate California. Oh yeah, they wanted to. They were petitioning to make California into two states. Yeah, like we would have technically we would have been, and it's in the game. It called Night City is part of North California. Technically, Ugh. we would have been North California. Yeah, like it, it, but that that map was so unfairly segmented. I know. I'm like, it was like gerrymandered to the max, man. I was like, that is what the fuck is your problem, dude? I was like, how is it that down where we're at? In our area, like, like East LA and like uh, and Long Beachish, right? And Compton, yeah. it's like, how is that fucking North California? Like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> but um, North City looks fucking amazing. And looking at the Night City, um, the Night City Wire, um, which CD Projekt Red is going to be doing throughout the summer, leading up to um, um, November, their new release day of November fourteenth. If I'm right, um, I'm gonna look that up right quick. Their new release date. Oh my god, that's bright! Ah, 
I should not be sitting in the back doing this. <laughs> Cyberpunk will be out. Oh, you stupid laptop. Yes, I'm on my laptop recording this, people. <laughs> Cyberpunk will be out, what, October, I think? October 12th, I want to say? Something like that? November, right. Um, But pre-orders for the um, for this are discounted right now on Amazon. Really? As much as we hate Amazon because of Jeff Bezos, you, you can't beat a good price on a video game. This is why... This is why I don't care, but uh, <laughs> um, I was gonna say, right quick, right off the bat, I can't now. I got to pre-order fucking Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two off the fucking PSN store because GameStop and Amazon is sold out. Sure, you don't want to just wait for Skate? <laughs> no, fuck Skate. <laughs> Let's see the Tony Hawk or no. Right. I'm I'm barely given Skater XL it's um when that comes out, whenever fuck that comes out. Um it's due but holy fucking shit. It, it, it is it's a lot to try to get into so before we have to bounce because we both are super hungry. <laughs> um I I will I'll start off with this one. And this one made a lot um a lot of sense. This is from comicbook.com um Tyler Fisher. Um the article states at the the title of the article says, um, CD, um, "Cyberpunk 2077 developer warns about playing the game like his Grand Theft Auto." It said, "Yes, you can play um, Cyberpunk 27 like his Grand Theft Auto 5 when it hits on the when it hits out this year, but that is not a good idea." According to CD Projekt Red, that is not a that is not a good idea. Yeah. Um, they said they was tiptoeing around the subject for a while, but the developer has confirmed that players will be able to go on um, go on remorse, remorseless rampages like they do if they're playing Grand Theft Auto um, 5. But the developer has seen many playtesters default to this um, to this initially. Um, they um, this usually changes once players figure out all the systems at play. If you want to go out on a rampage, you have and have no remorse, then you got that option, and that's fine. Um, the developer uh, Max Pierce has said he's a level de designer on the game, but he said, however, once you start playing the missions and you see the amount of options you have, he said players will stop and think before doing yeah. something reckless. Think yeah, because it's like this is not exactly the kind of game where it's like, yeah, you can be remorseless, but it's going to have consequences not in the way that you're used to or lack thereof used to in like GTA and stuff like that. Yeah, and plus this is an RPG. Um, he, he did mention that um, he's, the, the article said it is interesting that um, Geralt could not kill NPCs while because they're playing with a predefined character. Is what he's mentioned with is dude, Tyler, this is what you said in your article. Geralt is a predefined character. So yeah, Yes, CD Projekt Red is not going to give Geralt the option to kill NPCs, mm -hmm. but we're playing. We're creating a character. We're going to get to character customization as well um, pretty soon. But there is, um, like, like you said, you can go on a rampage spree. But when you go on missions, that's going to and looking at and and going off of what they were saying. It's going to change the course of your game. 
it's going to require strategy. Like, like I think this is where we're we're for lack of a better term, we are into RPGs. Doesn't matter if it's, um, if it's tabletop or on console or PC. I, I've looked at my catalog of games. I have more RPG games than I do action and story-based games. I have, uh, and I come to rest. I like RPGs more than I do standard fares, standard types of games like Control or Horizon. Even though Horizon is RPG-ish, but it's still level of action in there. But each of those games make you think before you do something. Each of those games make you worry about the damage per second you're going to put into those weapons that you're either making or that you're getting when you go when you go into before a boss fight before you do a level each of these games that we played like we said be either rp tabletop or console they there even if you sell a weapon that you're like oh it's too low web low level that weapon probably could have done some fucking damage from fucking damage and the level that you're on and you don't have it no more <laughs> you this literally this is where you have to sit and think and I and even Final Fantasy 7 yeah um the remake there were certain parts I'm like you know fuck this shit and my brother comes in and was like yo did you steal the staff for Tifa I mean not Tifa for um Aerith I'm like she's going uh -huh. to die anyway that was my I was already frustrated my reaction <laughs> was she's going to fucking die anyway I'm not going to spoil yeah. the remake the story of the remake it, it's very interesting what they're doing. We'll, we'll probably devote an episode on interesting story takes on like Last of Us and Remake. But I'm like, she's going to fucking die anyway. Why do I need to get her any goddamn thing? But Yeah. And it's, and it, it's a callback to CD, CD Project Red said, yeah, you can play it that way. And, I'm, and I was in that Final Fantasy VII mindset, but I'm thinking like, oh, I'm playing the remake. So I need to think of like, if she's going to be in the party... She needs to yeah. she needs to hold her own like cloud and where I'm putting all my focus on cloud. Yeah, you're like she's gonna die anyways, but it's like yeah, but during that time she's still gonna affect how you play. Yep. So I like what CD Project Red is doing. Like, yay, you can do this, but just know that you're gonna get you're gonna fuck yourself if you keep on going. Yeah, playing this way. So I, I like the fact that we have to sit and think before we um before we go into a mission. You should be doing that already in games. I mean, what the fuck? You're a gamer. You've been gaming since you were fucking an infant. You should be knowing how to fucking formulate a plan before you go into a goddamn game in the first place. Yeah. It's like it's not handholdy. Very much like very good RPGs are. Yeah. Um, also, from um, comicbook.com's um, gaming, um, gaming portion, they talked about customization, and this is where we're going to get to for customization, or this part of the podcast on customization. Um... It's coming out on the Google Stadia. Oh my god, why are we supporting that shit? Oh. Oh. Stadia still exists? Yeah. No. Oh. Anyway, um, there's going to be a lot of customization options. For example, when creating a character from scratch, players have not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but five pubic hair options. Yes. Yeah, they're going They're going real hard on that uh, character creator. Yep, five pubic hair options. You can imagine what pubic hair maybe you can have pubic hair up your ass crack i don't know probably we'll find out i wasn't one of the many people who got the test play of this game and they those people are fucking lucky <laughs> oh fuck i would love to be one day i know one day we're gonna get to that level where obviously i'm the boss of this but 
as the boss, <laughs> I would sit there and be like, "Fuck, I gotta pick somebody to test play this," and I can it'd be it, it'll look kind of mean if I did like. Yeah, I did the last game, but I'm going to do this one anyway. And the next one, the mm-hmm. next one. No, I, I have to allocate it to somebody. Yeah, yeah, you know. Somebody who, who's just as into it and, uh, you know, been there since the beginning of the podcast, at least this version. They also said, um, like, the, um, every player will play as V, a, merc- a mercenary, but there is their own version of V. So it doesn't matter if V is trans, a woman, non-binary, a dude. The way how you customize V is no two people. Let's say we're both. We're obviously we're gonna play it, but my character will look a hundred percent different from yours. Oh, I'm I'm I have no doubt about that, and I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of fun comparing characters and like what we did differently. Yeah. Um. So from Kotaku, who got their hands on the tool set from this game, lucky bastards. They revealed the game will have the following six skin types, 35 different hairstyles, 17 eyes, eight eyebrows, 17 different mouths, 17 different jaws, 17 different ears, eight pieces of cyberware, nine types of scars, six types of tattoos, 11 piercings, five types of teeth. Teeth! I never even had to worry about fucking teeth. Well, Red Dead Redemption 2 online mode. Yes, that's in the Old West. This is mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're in the future, motherfucker. For five different types of teeth. I want my teeth to glow, man. Yeah. Eight types of eye makeup, five types of lip makeup, three types of blemishes, three types of nipples. Yes, <laughs> nipples. I mean, I guess it goes in line with the other stuff. Yep, five types of body tattoos, two types of body scars, two types of dicks, and one type of vagina. Okay. Five types of pubic hairs and a range of dick sizes. Okay, interesting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now on Kotaku comic book. I can only imagine what the mods are gonna be like. Kotaku comic book, they're being more liberal, blurring it out. Uh here on GCR and then previously on um, Nerds Against the World and on um, the Night Owl, we're not gonna blur. We will never say the c word. Guaranteed that. <laughs> Dick, pussy, and vagina should not make you blush. It's it's it's, it's the vernacular of the of the fucking body. So it, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. But dick size, like who literally went now? Ben, this is in first person view. Okay, probably in first person view, you want to look down and be like, yeah, look at that bulge. Like what? <laughs> like there's always gonna be that one d- dumb motherfucker. You know there's going to be people who care about that, though, for some reason, right? Yeah. Um, one... Like, why can't I have a big dick, man? One um, person who, who played um, made it, um, a trans male V that okay. looked... I was I would say look at Abby from Last of Us 2. Okay. But looking at how V looks... As if you're picking, a, I'll just say it's a trans character, and it, okay. and it, but it does not. But it's that freedom of option that CD Projekt Red is giving gamers. I think mm-hmm. that is going to be the. I think this is why this is going to make this going to be this game is going to be the most accessible to everyone. Yeah, like I know Last of Us Two was already getting a lot of praise about how accessible it is, not just like 
um, not just like for the the, the story wise, but like the actual accessibility to like people with, with disabilities. I would say accessibility for people with disabilities and those who never played The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. In terms of story, you need to be playing Last of Us One to understand. The oh story. yeah, for sure, for sure. But I, I'm talking about specifically how inclusive it, it is for other people to pick it up that may have a hard time with traditional video games. Yep. And also, there is something about Last of Us Two that I would. It's not a spoiler, but it's a nitpick that certain people that people have, and I, I'm okay, like, other games have it, including I know so we're gonna have. It's about sex. Now let's be, let's keep it one hundred. It's about sex because I know Cyberpunk is gonna have it. Witcher, has right? It. Dragon Age started doing nudity, but uh, I'll, I'll talk. But that'll be like towards the end of this episode before we go, because um, we're already at wow, we're at an hour. Damn. Um, but does this also does not? It also says furthermore, that's just the tip. This doesn't. It does not also include clothing options for the character. Clothing. Yeah. Options. Oh yeah, that's true. Imagine, dude, like some of the designs and character designs, I'm just completely in love with. And if I can make any sort of version of that with my character, I'm so down for this. The game is gonna be out. I got the release dates definitive, definitively November nineteenth, and it's going to be sixty dollars, which is which is obvious. But also, if you're going to be on the PS Five, the Xbox um, Series X, you get mm-hmm. a free upgrade in twenty twenty one. Yeah, now, that that's super positive for me. Now think about now already on the PS Four, the Xbox, when we the gameplay um, that we see is Xbox and PS Four, right. Already looks fucking amazing. Already. Imagine it on the PS5 and the Series X. Right. And on the PC. It's gonna... People... I'm I'm pretty sure people's gonna have to turn up their system settings to make it look crisp on the fucking PC. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm already having... I'm already, like, considering when I'm gonna purchase a 4K TV because I'm like, I need to get this before I actually get the console. Like, holy fuck fucking shit um the so going into the look of the character and their origin story um you can play as corpo corporate street kid or nomad um the well the person picked they pick street kids which means you're in night city as soon as you start the game um, and your okay. and your prologue is going to be tailored to um, those three type those three types for your backstory. Now, if you pick Nomad, to which we have never seen up to this point um, from this um, um, Nightwire, you get to be out in a California desert. Yeah, which means that there's other areas in the game possibly that you may be able to explore, hopefully, that are not Night City. Yeah, and that's all we've heard about this whole time. I know, and I'm like, and for this, this is a Polygon article I'm reading, so this pretty much harp is pretty much talking about everything that we talked about already. Um, so I'm not gonna really like rehash what we talked about, um, <laughs> but I will talk about um, char- uh, attributes and character levels. Oh wait, wait! Oh, son of a bitch! What? What happened? This is this is discoverable. Cyberpunk 2077 was originally designed to be a third playable in third person, but just like The Witcher, but too many of those features were stripped out of the, for the sake of immersion. 
person the third person hopefully it doesn't break the Im- i don't think it's gonna break immersion from going from third to first person At honestly least- i think it would i really do think it would can you imagine you in third person mode and you get to see the fucking scope of how big night city really is like you in first yeah person- that would be awesome but it would take me out of the immersion of it <sighs> but now progression and character levels uh, from Polygon, it said, um, if this is what they got to play. Bastards. It said, character leveling is easy. You complete missions, you earn experience, and you level, um, and you eventually level up. With the higher higher, char- um, higher character level, you can take on harder missions and defeat enemies that will otherwise wipe the floor with you. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> well, damn. Thank you for assuming my skill level. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Um, increasing your character level will grant you um, an attribute point. How often you get these is um, is still being. They say um, how often you get the um, attribute points are being tweaked. Still, that's probably why they push back the game. Um, with these attribute points, you can increase one of the five main stats in the game: body, mm-hmm. reflex, intelligence, techni- technically technical ability, and yes, cool. Cool. The rule of cool. This is how I know I feel like this is like D&D inspired. Because oh, they even literally is. put in a fucking rule of cool. In typical D&D terms, the first three equate to strength, dexterity, and intelligence. Technic- yep. Technical ability ties within to hacking, while cool impacts critical damage and stealth. I... Oof. Uh... Oof. Just make any comparisons to D and D, and I'll just like immediately melt. I'm just like, oh god, yes, I need more. Right off the bat, where are you gonna pick? Street kid, nomad, or corporate? Because I'm already go. I'm looking um, at the trailer. Uh huh. First, I was like, oh, street kid, but nomad. I get to build my own car. I'm literally flip flopping between those two right now because I'm just like, man, I like the idea of street kid because, like, I feel like you know what. You get the um, my first playthrough, yeah. it's probably going to be Nomad. Okay. Second playthrough is probably going to be Street Kid. Because I'm, I'm thinking a lot of people are going to pick Corporate or Street Kid because they get to experience the city like right off the bat as opposed nah. to going Nomad where you have to, you get, but I, I feel experiencing Nomad, you get to see all, what a cyberpunk world would look like in the fucking outline, Outlands. Yeah, it's like if, if you ever give me an option in any sort of character creator, to make my character not part of the major city, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, so for like, my first, my first D and D character was an elf cleric that came out of nowhere that didn't know anything, and the one I'm playing right now is a ranger that also lived in the forest that didn't know anything. Oh my god! It's, oh, excuse me. So we're gonna go on to skills and perks. Um, it says having a higher cool stat grants um, grants them a few things. Um, there are passive effects, obviously there's passive effects. Um, like enemies take taking longer to see. Um, so pretty much if you inst- think Deus Ex, where you level up um, your your stealth stats, it takes mm. uh, enemy longer to see you. So that's you can upgrade your cool to so it can make it harder for them to see you. Cool. Um, well, I guess that's why that's cool, right? No, yeah. um, they say you can be stealthy if you want. 
but or like GTA style, you can run a gun. <laughs> but mm. they said um in theirs they they increase their skill set by well being stealthy. Pretty much the Skyrim approach. The more you're stealthy, the more your stealth stats level up. Yeah. Um, okay. That's cool. So it says the more you do, obviously the Skyrim status. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah. Yeah, that that's makes, I, I like that mechanic. Um, the same goes for other um, skills in the games, blades, hacking devices to rifles. So if so, I'm gonna ask you this because I'm pretty sure weapon loadouts are gonna be all super custom and stuff too. Yep. Um, but what kind of play style? They say like weapon loadout. They say here's the catch though: you can only increase your skills as high as the corresponding attribute. So if my cool stat is at six, my health stat will never rise higher than a six. So they definitely go in D and D rules from here. Yeah. So which means they said there's um there's a gated mechanic me- uh, mechanism there. To get myself higher, I need to improve my cool first. All right. That makes sense. Um, every skill in the game has between twenty to thirty perk options. Jeez. Um, there are usually passive upgrades that will greatly increase your combat ability. One perk in the stealth tree lets lets them move thirty percent more faster while sneaking. In other, um, in a, in another, in the rifle tree skills, um, rifle tree, dramatically increase the damage. Um, they deal, um, they deal more damage when they're further away from a target, making it ideal for anyone who wants to play as a sniper. Dude, that's gonna be my thing. That's that's why I was bringing up the topic. I was like, how are we? How do you imagine yourself playing? I, I'll probably play like um, Outer Worlds, very talkative. I only have to shoot when I need to. Okay. Um, yeah, because I, I definitely want to build like a sniper esque style character, but like, like, uh, like there is no in between for me. I'm either fighting you super long range, or I'm gonna be up in your face with a sword. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Um, this is you'll earn point perk points to unlock these perks when you increase your character level. But many of these perks will be grayed out when you start the game. To unlock more advanced perks, you'll need to spend more perks in that specific tree. Uh, advanced um, stealth perks require basic stealth perks and so on. Early in the game, their awful dodger, which they call it, um, they go in um, awful dodger. Uh, Oliver Twist, they go in Oliver Twist with their character. Um, they only they only accrued two perk points, so they wasn't able to dive deeply into the system, but they did um, see the rever- um, how robust and versatile they are. They also talk about street cred and cyber warfare. Hmm. Cyber, well, street cred and cyberware. Okay. God damn, these cars look good. <laughs> oh, this is going to be the one time I actually would enjoy fucking driving a car in first person, dude. Well, actually, no. Driving a car, we can go in third person. We only go in first person if we have to talk to the passenger. Ah, uh, okay. I, I did see that. Time. So, there's still technically third person in it. I want to know how the driving mechanics are, though. That's what I want to know. That would be, yeah, that's going to be important, too. Um, they said um, the two remaining factors to, and, to, um, and that, that determine your capabilities as a criminal mastermind in cyberpunk is street cred and cyberware. Your street cred, reputa- um, street cred is your reputation within the city. Um, completing missions and pulling off jobs for people will increase your street cred. But it's not, uh, it's a, not a morality system, and your street cred will only, will only ever go up. Thank you. Oh, okay. I don't have to worry about being bad or good. Um, yeah, it's not like a renegade paragon kind of thing. Yeah, I could, I could be, I could be like, 
my I treated my character in Outer Worlds like I was Han Solo. Like I was doing certain ambiguity shit, uh-huh. but I was still it was still for the greater good. Okay. Um, they say in addition to unlocking new um, unlocking new tougher tougher missions, a higher streaker will also improve your vendor prices and stock. These items mm-hmm. in various stores that require a certain level of street cred. Character level does not come into play for these requirements, and it seems that you'll be able to use any weapon or any item you pick up, regardless of your character level. But to buy something particularly fancy in a store, you need to be well known throughout the nights throughout Night City. I like mm-hmm. that. I, yeah. I, I don't like. I hate Dragon. It can be Dragon Age. It can be fucking Witcher. You, it's their own game, Witcher. That, but still, you have to be a specific level to get that one thing that you really want. Here. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would so much rather work in a different system uh, that's not based on leveling for weapon acquirement. So here, all right, you want it? You can you can still use it. It's just specific attributes you want to add on to it. You just can't use it at that moment. You just hold on to it until you're at the right street cred for it. You know, you know which game actually had a good system for stuff like that. What? Army of Two. Now that I remember it, I've never played Army of Two. I've seen it, but I've never played it. Believe it or not, I actually played through the three Army of Two games with my dad co-op on all of them. Oh, well, at least you, you, and your, your pops um, played games together. Ours was just trying to beat us in Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. <laughs> Oh, don't get me wrong. My dad did that shit too. And every time he gets one out of maybe a hundred losses, one win out of a hundred losses. Yeah. I whipped your ass. I whipped your ass. Yeah, I still got it. Yeah, motherfucker, you just forget 15 minutes ago your head got lopped off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. that. Huh? No, I'm just laughing. No, I just, that just reminded me of a story I had with like a, with like a member. <laughs> Uh, like, uh, I just like uh, I just remember uh, something. We were supposed uh-huh. to tell camp funny ass camp stories. We were, we still can, just not. I mean, it just doesn't feel like right now. But I mean, we still can. And, and it's almost nine o'clock, so I, I know you need to hurry to get to the store before it closes. So let's hurry up. Uh-huh. All right. So the biggest ticket items you'll find in stores, like we said, um, are pieces of cyberware. Many of which will require a very high level skill, um, street cred, in addition to high credit costs. Oof, we gotta that means we gotta make money to get money. Yep. Um, cyberware is yet another level of character progression and granting even more abilities. Oh my God! Cyberware can be installed all over your body, your hands, to your legs, to your eyeballs. Once installed, you're granted a new skill and upgrade. And some of them, some of these are passive, like a piece of cyberware for your circulatory system that I got that word right in the first go. Yeah. Nice. Um, that it's a system that lets slightly heals you whenever you kill someone. I, I always love that ability. Any fucking game. When uh, basically lifesteal. Yeah. Others, um, others are more active, granting you the ability to double jump. Each of your body parts has multiple slots and cyberware can be slotted in and out at will. Once you have it, it's unlocked. While the cyberware doesn't come heavily into play in the early hours of Cyberpunk, it's easy to see how the system could eventually augment your existing skills or help patch up holes in the um, character build. Ooh, nice. 
Um, and lastly, it says all about flexibility. Um, there doesn't seem to be very, um, very limit limitations put in place for the character systems in Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk um, CD Projekt Red has built the game with the intention of keeping things as open as possible, letting players lean into preferred tropes and handmade classes. And while it's not the easiest system to um, gawk at, the complexity will offer far more versatility than the Witcher series, more specifically Witcher 3, and a small hand, uh, handful of viable builds. So pretty much watch your wallets, save your, um, save your money, because come November 19th, Cyberpunk 27 will be out. And I cannot, honestly, I cannot be more excited for it. Um, a small tag. CD Projekt Red is teaming with Studio Trigger to develop an anime series which will be out in 2022. Yes, I saw this. Oh, I saw this and I was just for the like, oh god. It's called yes, Cyberpunk, I, I Cyberpunk Edge Runners. It's going to be a 10 episode anime series. Um, it's going to be set within the same game world as um, Cyberpunk 2077 but it's going to be centered on a street kid. Um, the tagline hmm. says, having everything to lose, he chooses to stay alive by becoming an edge runner, a mercenary outlaw, also known as a cyberpunk, which we will, will, will be this November. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, be a cyberpunk? I mean, we got Ghostbusters at the first half of the episode. We got fucking cyberpunk on this, on the second half. It's a good episode sandwich. This is a good episode sandwich. But then we're going to end it off with this one, which is, I think is the world of stupidity. Okay. Um, Last of Us 2 does have a sex scene. It does feature nudity. Okay. I'm not going to... It's not... And after that, it's not Ellie. So, calm down, people. Um, <laughs> it features Abby and another character. People are complaining, like, how Sony which is still a Japanese company, allows that, but games that are imported from Japan to the U.S., why they're censored. <laughs> I'm like, like, I don't know. What the fuck are you asking me for? Censorship laws are the weirdest things sometimes, man. Yeah, and I'm like, and you're complaining about nudity in a in a video game? I'm like... yeah. Like think think about it. They're literally complaining about this nudity, like sex scene in a video game, right? And it's and here's the thing though, it's super fucking quick. It is super fucking quick. Like yeah, like you is like it's there and it's gone. Like Dragon Age, it's five. I'll say five minutes. Borderline six, but that is a long sex scene in context. Actually, okay, the sex scene for Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, or um, Dragon Age 2 and Origins it pretty much ever since Witcher came out that's where it changed so Dragon Age Inquisition in Bioware's first game series mm -hmm. showed nudity and it's with um, it could be if you're with Dorian if you're a male character and you romance Dorian um, you're above going to be nude mm-hmm if you're a dude with Iron Bull, Iron Bull is going to be nude, but you don't get to see anything for Iron Bull. They will make references about how big his dick is, though. I mean, he's Iron Bull. Yeah. Um, but um, if you if you're if you make a female, even if it's an elf or a woman, 
if you're with Sarah, they're both nude. And and it's but it's not they're not it's not in the act, it's like the act after the fact. Uh-huh. And they're just talking. The the post glow? Yeah. Some might say Yeah, but it's like the more like are we solidifying the relationship? Yeah. It's um, the post <laughs> for Cassandra is the post glow, but it's also like affirming that you are together. But it's she's still nude. Um Andromeda, we're gonna add tag on Andromeda. Um, as much as people want to bitch about Mass Effect Andromeda, everybody's like, "Holy shit, the sex scenes is too real." I'm gonna agree. Yes, the thrusting is too on point for a fucking video game at that. Just the fact that that's even there, honestly, is like already like a lot for video game standards. And then also, those who don't like sex scenes, um. Actually, Andromeda is the first game that actually introduced alternate scenes. So, oh, like you can opt out. So, no matter if you're a, the male, if you're if you're Sarah or Scott Ryder, you can tell <laughs> the person you're in a relationship with, like, can we just sit here for a moment? Like, yeah. I'm just gonna say sit here for a moment because that sounds more better. Yeah, still trying to remember what the fuck they said, and it's and it's actually good touching scenes where it's not actual fucking. Um, Witcher though, just go on YouTube. That's all I gotta say. Just go on YouTube. That's tamed. Well, for what my brother tell me, those are, that's tamed. Geralt can get. Is this is Geralt of Rivia we're talking about? When they say toss your coin to your Witcher, they're not talking about he'll take care of your enemies. He'll, he'll take care of your wives, your mm-hmm. daughters, your mamas. Jesus, Geralt, <laughs> you a hope. That's all I gotta say. Geralt is a hoe. At the end of this, Geralt Arivia is a hoe. I mean, he's he's been a hoe, to be fair. True. But I just don't... And now we got uh, Cyberpunk 2077, 2077 coming out in literally four to five months. In four months. Isn't it five? five. You, said gonna... you said November, right? So July, August, September, October, November. Five months, all right. Well, to be fair, at this point, June is almost over. Yeah, but I know, and it's gonna, it's gonna, this is gonna be amplified even more when Cyberpunk comes out. So, because even if they are talking about it for Last of Us Two, we select people is focusing on that sex scene, but then you got people are bitching about the story of Last of Us Two, and until Christian passes it, we're not gonna talk about Last of Us Two just yet. I still need to get on Last of Us 2, yeah. But um, I, I just uh, it's a mute point. We're hi- we're still hyped on Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, I already know. I, I and I, I I'm gonna be a nomad. That's gonna be set. I'm a nomad. Nomads get to use swords. Yeah, for real, dude. Like yes, it's gonna nomad nomad. Like I said, nomad for my first, street punk for my second. I'll probably go corporate for my second playthrough. See how that is. Okay. Because hmm. I mean, okay. because in the first that forty eight that for uh, one hour gameplay footage, you saw the character V, um, dealing with that corporate lady. So I wonder how the conversation would be different if you have your character is corporate. Oh okay. Oh shit! I might play corporate on my first playthrough. Oh my god! There's, there's so many fucking possibilities. There's so many possibilities. It's amazing. Oh man! And that dog signifies we got to go. So. 
Um, till our next episode. Peace. Yes.